Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including glitch techs, whoa, yeah, which we'll be getting into right now. <laughs> I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Hey, y'all. I'm Michelle Ander. Hello. Yeah, boosh. Uh, it's glitch techs. Oh, We're God. back. Boosh. <laughs> boosh. Uh, it's glitch tech season two came out yesterday on Netflix, 10 episodes. Um, we'll be talking all about glitch tech's second season. Um, we previously discussed the first season of glitch techs, which came out earlier this year. Uh, this is on Netflix. It is a Nickelodeon show originally. Um, it's really fun and really great. And if check out our season one review, if you have not heard of glitch, te- glitch text before and not watched it, um, I think we're going to go straight into spoilers here. Um, but probably positive things. So we would recommend it if you have never checked out glitch text. Um, so yeah, we're going to get into spoilers from all 10 episodes of season two of glitch text. So if you're still in the middle, uh, finish it up, then come back and listen. If you not heard us before, we're at OverlyAnimated.com. Find all of our subscribe links there, or YouTube, YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. Um, Glitch Text Season 2, uh, you know, O-M-M-O-R-P-G, get excited. Like, uh, <laughs> that was my favorite. Holy mother of MOBA. Yeah, that, MOBA, that was a good one, too. O-M, that's the unwieldy O-M-M-O-R-P-G. Yeah, was, it's, it's too powerful. <laughs> That's was, great. The, she did OM Squee last season. I like that. Oh one. yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. What's the? Uh, we'll bring in more lingo throughout, but we'll, let's <laughs> let's get uh, your overall thoughts on Glitch Text, Delaney. Delaney, you are a gamer, so <laughs> you're on, perfect. You're perfect for the show. <laughs> it's true. Check out Delaney on Twitch at Burrito Noir. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, it's the re- re- super relevant here, intersection of your relevant. interests. So what God, do you think of the second season of Glitch Text? Uh, I really liked Glitch Text. Uh, like I tweeted out before I started watching it, I can't wait to watch Glitch Text and get called out. And I was called out the entire <laughs> season. Like the fact that we started talking about streaming and then like Mitch is a YouTuber, I was like, I hate my life. But Glitch Text is just great. There's just not really like, there's not an, like... Yes, other characters play video games and other cartoons, but there's not really a show like this where it's kids playing video games, but it's cool. Because this is like Danny Phantom, but with video games. It's great. Uh, season two is great. Uh, I it's not, it's not like I can say it's like, you know, better than season one, because really this was meant to be one season of glitch text. If this had gotten to air on Nickelodeon, this would have been one season. I think the episode consistency and like quality has it's like it's at a pretty consistently like high level. I this isn't like you know the most. I mean, it's beautifully animated and not necessarily like the highest plot, but this show is enjoyable. It's funny. It's like reliably funny. We have really great action sequences. We also the show I think really hits its stride in these ten episodes. Again, it's the later episodes of the balance between these you know, great action sequences and funny moments, but then also hitting those softer character moments. We get a lot of great character moments in these 10 episodes and glitch text is just great. It's also devastating that there aren't more episodes. <laughs> like, why did you do this? But I really, I really enjoyed it. I think there's a lot of development, you know, we get all, all of the exposition out of the way in the first nine episodes. And now we're here. We kind of can play around in the universe a little bit more and then slowly start introducing more um, mythology and, like we have some, like we have a couple mysteries going on, and I think it's all really interesting. And again, we're ex- exploring 
either everyone's favorite character or everyone's favorite character to hate. We get more Mitch, which is all Michelle wanted. So. Oh my god, yes. And probably Dylan Loki, oh, yeah. too. No, not, oh, yeah. not Loki. Not Loki. Oh, Mitch is the okay, mean good. girl, so yeah. Dylan likes yes. Mitch. Yes, of course. Yes, <laughs> yeah. the best and I got more Zara, which is all I wanted. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to the big topics we're going to get into for sure. <laughs> Yeah, so out of the way at the top, if you've not heard, so as of now, this is it for Glitch Text. They're only, they made 20 episodes, but ever, the crew seems to be hoping for more. It seems like that's a possibility. So supporting Glitch Text, getting people to watch it will potentially help to get more episodes. They storyboarded, wrote, storyboarded, and voiced 10 more episodes, which were then not uh, animated which is like unheard of for me. I've never seen that before in animation. So, uh, also, that's an odd amount. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think they probably had another 10 ordered on top of that. I'm not sure. Right. But, uh, Isn't that literally what happened to Invader Zim season two? They had like episodes and episodes voice acted and storyboarded mm-hmm. and then they were maybe, scrapped like yeah. suddenly. Maybe, maybe that's how far you have to go back to find an equivalent. But yeah, it's really unfortunate for a wonderful show. So uh, to encourage Netflix and Nick to, to pick it back up, hopefully. Um, Don't let this be the next Mysticons. Yeah. Yep, yep. That was the last one we covered. I mean, that was, yeah, Miss Guns somehow did not quite as screwed as Glitch Decks, even though it got pretty screwed too. So that's, yeah. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, Michelle, your thoughts on Glitch Tech season two? I really like season two. I honestly think I did like it more than the first season just because. I don't know. I I was definitely feeling the barrier the first season not being a gamer with all these references and either the references aren't as like obvious or there are less of them now or I'm just more used to it because it definitely wasn't like hitting me in the face with like confusion as much as the first time. Um, I do think like we're building on character relationships a little bit more in a way that just like feels like Dylan was saying like it's really nice balance of like just having these fun adventures but also getting into character stuff and of course like Miko and High Five's bond is like more important than ever and like maybe even verging into like a love triangle situation which like I don't like really (laughs) care about like fine if he wants to go there like I'll go there with them the introduction of Ridley I, I like I love her so much, and I wasn't prepared to love her as much as I do, to the point where, like, she's the only one that I think can, like, really match Mitch and his energy, and, like, I want their team up, like, so bad now. Can you imagine, like, they could destroy or save the world together, depending on the mood they're in. It's just so, it's so exciting. I continue to think it's really funny that for every, like, ten episodes we get, maybe, like, one episode of like a little bit of plot just like little sprinkled in at the very end to just pique your interest to like growing the universe lore but just really really in the background and I honestly like think that's really nice because like we'll get to it in due time if we get more of the show but like again it's very much not the priority right now for me watching yeah I think somewhat similar to how other shows handled first seasons yeah um, with the more plot later but uh, not in the the first season. Um, Michelle, what? You have to tell us who you think this love <laughs> triangle it consists of. I have an assumption, but I, I think in, to you it's oh. obvious, but uh, some audience yeah. is not going to know who it is. Who do you well, think is in the love triangle? I mean, Miko and High Five, like, haven't had a conversation, but they're just, like, they, they've literally spent, like, three or four times this season being, like, I trust you. Like, you're my best friend. Like, I don't think you're weird. Like, I think you're great. Like, I'm always going to be here for you. Like, fist bump. Like, they're just so comfortable, and they keep, like, verbally affirming each other to a point that, like, one, is very nice to see in their friendship. Like, but two, like, 
I wouldn't be surprised if it led to something more. But then they introduced this love element with Zara, and it's like, Zara's great, and I just never expected her to crush on high five. But, like, she literally asked Miko, like, oh, like, I know he's your partner, but he's, is he, like, your partner partner? That's so good. And then it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then, like, when she, like, when, like, she becomes, like, a fake Zara and she's, like, like high-key crushing on him. And she talks about how she loves how his eyes move when he, like, thinks about something really hard. It's like, whoa, okay. Like, they're obviously going to do something with that. So, like, that's the love triangle. I don't know if it's a real, like, maybe Miko and High Five are purely platonic that's like kind of the only indication we've gotten that there might be like you know a thing coming but they planted it there so like it's in play now whether we care or not (laughs) okay okay yeah that's who i thought you were talking about those three um yeah i guess if you read romance with miko and high five then that could be a love triangle um personally i ship high five and mitch like so much (laughs) oh man what a that's a good ship i ship mitch with himself Mitch also ships. <laughs> <laughs> That's the canon ship. Yeah. When he had a locker, there was a more. You see these two pictures of himself just in there. I'm like, yeah, the, the, of course, Mitch would just have pictures of himself <laughs> in his locker. You love to see it. You love, you yes. love to see it. Yeah. Uh, okay. We'll talk. We can talk about potential romance. I mean, the the Zara Zara stuff is like uh, canon. It's so uh, mm-hmm. we're definitely gonna talk about that. Um, yeah, lo- I loved Glitch Tech season two. This this show is really fun, uh, and I think season two was. I mean, it's you know it's mostly the same group of episodes, and I know that there's at least one, probably multiple uh, episodes that are from later in the run that were in the previous batch and ones from the previous batch that are in this batch. So I don't think it's like a clear season divide thing, but I did, I I found it to be a little bit more consistent um, this season. And I think like genuinely half of these 10 episodes I thought were really good. Um, And then the other ones are also good. They're just, uh, you know, so I I think it's a very strong uh, season one overall, if you look at it like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Like, honestly, one of the strongest we've seen in, you know, and I I think it compares favorably to some other shows we love that are airing right now, too. But uh, the the big thing with the glitch text for me is like uh, the animation. I think this show is the best animation of any show uh, on, on TV right now or that we've ever covered. I think this is it. It's, like, up there with, for me, for, like, Final Space, but, like, animation that's so good, it's almost a little distracting, and you just kind of marvel at it every time. And they go hard consistently in episodes, too, which, like, is so shocking. Like, I can't imagine what their budget is. They're probably just doing, like, so much work with, like, not a lot of money, like most shows are. But it really is such a, like, especially the dance when she's like dancing with the little kid it's just like they went so hard that whole time it's kind of crazy to you me you had k-pop for, behind like, it too that was the yeah, yeah the k-pop yeah. Okay, that was, yeah. that's probably like no. one of the best moments yeah i'm sure i'm sure they do they're doing a lot with a little but i, I mean the, the the animation budget has to be bigger than a lot of shows because that that must be the reason nick pulled the plug on it like there but which is dumb because you right put the budget well, the in the first place it. Like, yeah. but uh, that, that's only possible. I mean, I don't know. For me, this this show is like, if I was going to draft, like, uh, shows to make a new network, this would be, like, top of the list, like, along with Craig. This is perfect for kids, uh, like, young kids now who are, like, the captures right. gamer culture. It's, like, uh, just bright and exciting and fun. Like, I just, it, this is the most inexplicable type of show to, like, be canceled for. Yeah, it doesn't make production. any sense. Um, it would be extremely popular. And it is, I think, hopefully it will be become yeah hopefully and, and, and it's, it's fighting against uh netflix not uh it's not being a priority for netflix to promote as it's not like right. their, their show and wow. there's no more episodes as of now i mean a show like kipo which we also think is incredible in right life, but that that's like a lot more prominent on netflix front pages and stuff 
And so, you know, we, we hope glitch decks can, can get there. If it's popular enough, it can force its way on. Um, but, uh, the, yeah, just, uh, yeah, I mean, I, Final Space, incredible animation. I think this is just the, there's like contrasting styles sometimes. They do like these, all these crazy, uh, sequences. Um, they play with like depth and, and, uh, like the ro- rotation screens and all these snapshots. And it, it's like consistently the most gorgeous thing I've seen. And, and it, it totally stylistically fits this being a gamer show and it fits this being a super fun, high energy show. It's perfect for it. Um, the characters are all really enjoyable and fun. I don't think anyone's like super standout yet, but it's like the first season. And I think every, all the characters are successful in their own way. The stories they're telling are successful in their own way. It's like, it's fun how they've sprinkled plot together. Um, and I even had kind of had a moment towards the end of season where everything felt like it was coming together for me. Um, yeah. with, uh, yes. specifically episode eight settling the score, which for me is like the, the highlight. Um, but they, they, they it's, it's also cause they bring in a bunch of elements, which had been introduced previously, um, into, with the Dabney glitch text, alpha comes back. That alpha episode definitely supposed to be from later on in the show. That's why, oh, yeah, that's absolutely. why he's not there for 10 episodes. That but, makes so much um, sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, what if, oh, you're bringing him out finally. Um, but yeah, they, it's just bringing all this together. It's so exciting. All these elements. And then you like connect a random mystery to something that was br- briefly mentioned before it's weird but also just like a miko focused episode i th- still think she's the strongest character she's just always so much fun um and uh like tying into video games and you're kind of dealing with like gamer culture a little bit in that episode too like all these elements mm-hmm. i feel like really coming together and yeah i just i I, th- I think the season was was really good um i like i think the show could clearly get better um when all these elements they're introducing are more regularly in play when they're more consistent when they're bringing plot in in a more consistent way and character arcs um are like churning even even more so uh but even just you know like so i think i think like the next 10 that they wrote probably are like even potentially significantly better but even what we had now is just so much fun and so and i really enjoyed it um yeah i mean it's like we we had exciting new plot elements. I want to get to. I mean, I think Ridley's going to be a high a high topic to get to. But first, like uh, we talked, uh, I think in our first podcast, a big takeaway for us was how this show presented gamers, um, kids gaming, gamer culture, and just an extremely positive light and fun mm-hmm. light. Um, yeah, Delaney, do you want to talk about like how you think Glitch Text is portraying? gamer yeah. culture and, ha- and was there anything specifically in season two you think contributed to that even more so so like again like this again what's so great about this show is you know usually in a lot of shows it's like stop playing video games or you know it's just this hobby that a character might do or it's the hobby the weird kid does but in this show quote unquote everyone's weird everyone plays video games and what i think so cool about it one i think and i think i talked about in in season one was one of the greatest strengths is how negatively we show Mitch that Mitch's behavior behavior is not okay. And it's not like, that's not what gaming's about. And he's not a team player and like how like, you know, being a griefer is bad. So that's like a really important message I think for children. And also it's just, you know, showing these, like, you know, showing the good and the bad in being a gamer. And and we got some more of that in episode eight, uh, and settling, uh, is it settling the score? Yeah. Yeah. And where you have one, you think it's Ryu, but it's the little kid the whole time. But Ryu's like, you know, talking trash the whole time. And Miko's like going off about it. Yeah. And like this hyper competitiveness. But then also, 
you know, there's, there, I think one of the biggest themes for this season, which not to say that it's not a theme of last season, but we have several moments like we with Five's backstory, we get more about Miko, is how gaming is what made them feel connected to other people. It's what made them, you know, make friends. And like, especially like with Miko, she had just moved to town. So playing this dance game, you know, helped her make friends. And then she gets to do that with Mike which obviously you saw that coming from like nine miles away, but it doesn't matter because it's adorable and we love to see it. But then also again with five, like he used to go to this retro gaming store and play all the time with his dad. His dad made this really popular retro game and, you know, and like, you know, all the, all these different communities within the gaming community. I think is really what's so amazing and important because, you know, a lot of times, you know, we, we're just seeing all of it. We even, we even get VR. And again, that negative, we get some more of that negative, like they don't, uh, Mitch's family doesn't take care of their gear. They're not paying attention, but at the same time, they keep breaking their stuff because they want Mitch to come around because he hasn't been playing video games with them. So I think that's what I think it's like. I think what I really like about glitch checks is it's not just about gaming. It's the balance they strike between, you know, good gaming, quote unquote, good gaming and quote unquote, bad gaming and behavior but then also like how gaming like at the central core of the show is like gaming brings people together. I, I love that as a theme you're narr- you're honing in on that uh, this season and the show in general talking about gaming, bringing people together, communities. Um, yeah, that's, that's totally true thinking about it. It's like it's, it really is what's connecting all the characters, especially the central relationship of, of Five and Miko. Um, and, uh, yeah, you see, yeah, you see it with, uh, Mitch's family and it, it, that, that was, that was really, uh, good and how, and how it's connecting all of them. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's, that's, that's really wonderful. And yeah, I don't know, like I was expecting maybe as, cause that was on my mind as I was watching these, uh, gamer topics and themes coming to play. Like, I think eight was approaching kind of like bad, uh, toxic gaming behavior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was expecting it to go a little bit harder into that. Right. Um, but also it's like, I feel like that, uh, if you go too much, it's maybe up, upending the show's super positive focus. Well, I think part of it was they were pushing it, but then they also had to have the twist in there for Miko to, so that, so it could be about Miko, you know, she gets to kind of pass on the torch because now Mike's the new kid. So I think it was like an important part of Miko's backstory. Yeah. So yeah. it's cuz I think they could they obviously could have pushed it more but I think the twist was more important in this case that it was Mike because of you know oh you're the new kid in town you don't have any friends and you know now she's his first friend Yeah yeah I think uh in- inclusiveness into uh, people there and like also I think it's a lot of like understanding motivations of people who who say do stuff like that? I guess. Um, well, even him, like when he's like, "Oh, well, you can't play anymore." But then he's like, "Uh, uh wait do, a minute, do you want to play with me?" And then <laughs> yeah. she's like, "I'll see you around." And he's like, "Yeah, I loser," but he's like smiling. <laughs> like, I think that was a really good like the the interactions between Mike and Miko are really good. Yeah, I think so too. And I think maybe similar things with Mitch, as you mentioned, as uh, he he becomes more sympathetic and more more of a team player, probably as these episodes have gone on to a certain extent. It's so hard for him. <laughs> That's why we love him, though. Yes. <laughs> okay. But even what, but we do get to see a lot of even with Mitch, like the you know, yeah, Mitch is Mitch, but like they all love video games and they all like the same video games, and 
it's just great. And, and then Mitch softens, like he softens a little bit here and there. I mean, he's a giant jerk, but I think he comes across a lot more soft this this bad. Yeah, time. oh, definitely. There's, there's a lot of Mitch focus this time around. Mitch yeah. is great. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can circle back to some of these topics as they come up as we talk about specific characters. I wanted to get to Ridley first, just because like it, this, this striking new element to the show is she's introduced in episode one, um, and then also in episode five, big Ridley episodes. It feels like more plotty than yes. like the, the default episodes of the show. It feels like there's like a big plot thing going on. Um, the also, the promos they like trick you because like. <laughs> I was immediately like, oh, she, I was kind of like not excited. I was like, oh, we're going to add another glitch tech. And like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, you know, you've seen it. You know, we're going to add a third person. We're going to see how this goes. I'm not too excited. But then they're like, JK, we're just going to do what we want. So I wasn't prepared for that. So they really got me with some of the promos. Yeah, she, you know, she doesn't really end up joining and it's still standing. Maybe the biggest, uh, there's a few plot threads that if we never get any more glitch decks, it's really sad. We don't get to see how they go. Yeah, but R- R- Ridley, like, uh, she makes her own gauntlet and she's like po- poised as this uh, maybe anti-hero type figure. Yeah, like vigilante. Not even like anti-hero though. Like, I feel like Ridley has such a good point. Like, I don't think it's great that all these talented kids are being scooped up by glitch text. Like, when glitch text is, at least to us at this point, like, there's something sketchy about it. The fact that she's not willing to, like, you know, work for the man with all of her talents, I think, is, like, incredibly exciting. Like, she's working, like, she's not inside the system. And that's, like, something that she decided to do consciously. And I think that's, like, such a cool element to play with. And yeah. that's another thing that I wouldn't have expected a show like this to get into. Yeah. With like much when the main characters work for like the, you know, work for Apple basically. So they work mm-hmm. for Hanobi. Well, this is, I mean, you know, if you're not as versed, like modding is a really big deal in gaming. And like it's also controversial. Like there's been a lot of big lawsuits. Uh, and some, so there's basically two sides. Like there's the companies who encourage modders and encourage. Like players, you know, there's video games that have been gone for years and players have made their own servers to keep them running. Like, you know, because when the company stopped and so people could keep playing like one of their favorite games. And so you have companies who encourage that and you have companies who will throw a lawsuit at them to make them stop because it's their property. And so then you have the communities that encourage modding and then the communities that are like, if you do this, you're um, we're going to ban you. So it's one of those, like, it's an interesting, we don't get too much into it. The undercurrents are definitely there about like, whoa, Ridley, everything you did is really cool, but I'm also a glitch tech and it's my job to like make all the stuff go away. Yeah, I like that. I like that as a uh, angle as the first episode is called Glitch Modder. So yeah, I definitely think that's a big, uh, a big topic it's getting into. And, and I think it's also like that. And also what Michelle said in terms of um, another plot thread that is at, with outstanding right now, um, which we will see if we get answers to is like, hey, maybe Hanobi is kind of evil. So that's yeah. kind of that's kind of the there's the, like mounting maybe, sketchy evidence about Hanobi. Yeah, yes. maybe they don't deserve this generation's best and brightest. Maybe they'll use it for evil, greedy purposes. Well, it's good it's, to yeah to explore it more because like we have some like funny things like oh yeah everything's Hanobi tech like I can hack the cameras in the video games and like the uh, cards or whatever and like so it's funny in like, terms of mechanics, but then it's also like. And I'm glad they're getting into it. Like they're getting, it's this giant mega tech corporation, which, uh, you know, that's literally like, basically at this point, it's like you either want to pick your, do you want to be a slave to Google or do you want to be a slave to Apple? That's what you get to pick. Those are your options or Amazon. So (laughs) those are your options. So it's interesting, like that they're, they're definitely getting into that. We're just, unfortunately, we're not 
I mean, this is just the beginning. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, like, I think Ridley poised as an anti-hero relative to the heroes, but the heroes might be working for the villain. So, you know, maybe right. she ends up being the the the, the, for, the start of the resistance or something. Uh, yeah. Briefly, on, on Hanobi, like, uh, just taking a step back, this show is a very dark premise. Uh, yeah, honestly. <laughs> Hanobi is seemingly this mega corporation that runs this world. And they uh, are they they their their tech causes these glitch monstrosities to occur that, that like kill that, people that, that terrorize town. And so what they do is they hire children to yeah. secretly cover up their their tech's faults, and then they wipe the memories of the people yeah. who see it. And uh, they're like in their gaming tournaments are just basically fodder for their company to hire more glitch techs. It's very dark. It's messed up. Hanobi is clearly going to be the villain, I feel like, if the show has... A, it's yeah. it's just necessitated by the premise of the show. I feel like you got to go in that direction. Um, so I think introducing a, a character like Ridley, who's like not buying into it, I think is really exciting. Um, but yeah, we, we, we get Ridley right off the bat. Um, and Horn, the, her the Chomp Kitty pet. Chomp um, Kitty, I, I like this because Chomp Kitty, I feel like, was a really iconic element of the first uh, episode. And yes. then we have, mm-hmm. like, an actual Chomp Kitty here. So that's, that's cool. <laughs> um, Ridley and Horn are great. Uh, you know, Ridley voiced by Ashley Birch, who I think wrote the, both of Plus. the Ridley episodes as well. She um, wrote them? Oh, yeah. wow. So very very much, uh, like, ingrained with her and her character and stuff. And uh, it, it's just a really exciting plot thread. And I love how this first episode ties into Miko and Miko's character. Um, love Miko getting a bond outside of five. Um, yes. and, uh, yeah. And then also ties into this, uh, yeah, one, one is a very exciting episode. Like even if it's supposed to be all one season, it did really work well, I think as a premiere. Oh, I would agree. Definitely. And especially because it's bringing in a lot of new elements into the show that we get, like a lot of new stuff happens, like the whole idea of modding and then, uh, like, uh, messing with their tech. Yeah, like they like yeah. mod their gear, which is hilarious. Yeah, and just Ridley herself, Michelle. You you said you love Ridley. What what are you uh, really tapping into with her character? Well, she's just very much like a free spirit who wants to do her own thing, and she's like so incredibly smart. And she also seems to have a little bit of a chip on her shoulder because I feel like part of the reason Ridley and Miko like feel like kindred spirits is because they're both that kind of character in Glitch Text that approach gaming from a place of feeling like weird and kind of ostracized maybe in general so for them it was a form of like connection and community in a way that like seems to weigh on them more actively in their everyday lives than a lot of the other people who like gaming in this show um and I love that that's something that's so like gently acknowledged and kind of affirmed by the show at the same time and I mean really like you know, I mean, she she's quick to, like, judge and be suspicious, but I feel like that probably all comes from, like, a reasonable place. Like, and she she did, like, kind of turn around and, like, accept responsibility and, like, realize, like, yeah, like, I don't think I'm ready for, like, glitch text. And maybe I never will be, and that's fine. But she's also just, like, so smart. And the, the ease with which she can just, like, hack the entire tutorial to just not do it. Like, she... She's honestly running circles around that team because while they are good at, like, strategy and combat and, like, all the straightforward expectations of glitch techs, like, she's literally, like, changing their tech in seconds, which is, like, honestly kind of way more powerful. And I just, like, what an asset she would be if she really did ever join them. It's just, like, so funny because, like, we spend so much time with, like, wow, like... 
Miko and Five can do such cool moves and yay teamwork, they took out that glitch. But like really can just mod something and completely capture it without having to really lift a finger. And that's like so different than the kind of style of fighting we've even seen before. It's just like, it's kind of terrifying how powerful that is, you know, what she brings to the table. Yeah, yeah, I really, I really like that. I, I feel like um, Ridley is uh, perfect. This kind of like more, you know, Ridley's not as necessarily emotional, not as um, inherently concerned with the same types of morals that uh, like Five and Miko uh, have. And so I think that the show is just so positive and like bubbly. And so like, the Ridley, even if there's like slightly darker undercurrents with Ridley, that like is I think is very striking um, when that comes into play in this in this season. Um, I, I will say, with the, I mean, I really love how this character is written. I love how it ties into uh, into into Miko in the first episode, and what she's going through with her being conscious of the mind wiping thing. We'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then in the fifth episode, she like is trying to trick them, but then she comes back, but then she still leaves and like makes her own gauntlet. So it's like, <laughs> who even knows what? Uh, you know, uh, well, what's interesting, I and mean, we explore it like with other characters. Like a big theme of this season is like this. When I say like, and we don't want to say the bad side of gaming, but like we talk about hacking, we talk about like which I mean that's essentially what modding is. Yeah, so we we have and we talk about white hat hackers, which is what Five's dad is, mm. and he's in prison for it. And so it's really interesting. This like we're yeah, you see kind of different sides of uh, hacking. Yeah, like we're introducing this 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 current of like you know they're you know really our main characters play by the rules, and here in the season we're getting. Ch- challenge like one they're like they're like don't poach other glitches but that's not a rule they're like why why does this matter it's not a rule and so they're all kind of stuck up on the rule book but then you know there's ridley and she's like i don't care <laughs> so it's kind of it's really interesting i think we're starting like i like you were saying i kind of like this rebellion kind of starting to break i mean it's we're, that's a, that's what's so upsetting if we don't get more episodes is like this was just the beginning to question Hanobi, and we were obviously going to get more into that breaking down the walls of the structure we've created in the universe. Like, and so it's really frustrating if we don't get more because we were yeah. we were like we were just beginning to taste what that was going to be like. Yeah, I like I like that about the rules. Everyone, I feel like everyone on the show is very lawful aligned in D and D terms, and that's why it's so annoying with Mitch because <laughs> he just like he just steals everyone's XP and like he's a griefer, but like. But the rules of whatever lets him do that, yeah. which is something that Ridley talked about. She was like, it's okay for him to do that, but it's not okay for us to cheat when he's cheating. Yeah, and I think a lot of times you're like, maybe Mitch isn't so lawful aligned, but the twist is that he actually is still still kind of yeah. lawfully aligned. Um, and it's like, I think the twist will be not that they're like, and I think Ridley is like this chaotic aligned character, and that's why she's so striking relative to all these lawfully aligned characters. The twist is going to be there. Maybe they're not lawful good. They're actually lawful evil at Hanobi, right? So that's gonna, right. I think, yes, I think that's the, the paradigm shift. Um, I will say about Ridley, I couldn't help but think this character does feel very familiar at this point. Pidge. I oh, knew gosh. you were going to go to Pidge first, I, yes. I was going to say, did. like, you didn't know. Paradox. Paradox, like, Pidge, Paradox. And Entrapta, and Entrapta, yeah. yeah. So the technologically that, aligned nerd, they young also have the yeah. The key is that they, like, don't f- ne- have a harder time with emotions as the main characters. They have a harder time inherently doing the right thing as the main characters. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like we've seen this iteration a, a lot of times already. It is. I mean, I I wouldn't say, like, 
this particular instance, it's like a harder time doing the right thing. It's like, I think like we're just, we're willing to question what the right thing is a little more than what is like probably more straightforward in some of those other shows. Yeah, I, I like mean, that. Yeah, I think that's... just trust the premise of like, these kids are kind of blindly following this greater company that they know very little about. And that's been presented to us as viewers as like a, a problem. So I think it's like on honestly a little messier from the get-go so it's hard to say like she's totally wrong either yeah that's a good point is that with a character like peridot it's like clearly peridot was doing evil and then turns good it's like with ridley uh you know we're starting from shakier foundation so it's you know to what extent is she right to what extent is her perspective right our perspective wrong from what the show forces you into i do think that's a really exciting element of it and i think it's all presented really well i don't less like blame this presentation it's just like we've gotten a lot of them in a row Um, well i think it's also a little bit different like I definitely agree. Like these characters are very similar, though. I would say Pidge and Pidge, Pidge is a good guy, though. Like starting off, exactly. Yeah. But what I want to say is, like in their characters, like Pidge, who is a good guy, but Pidge, Pidge goes through arcs of like I don't really care about doing the right, right. Thing. Like Pidge, know. Pidge is a very self motivated. Like Pidge has a goal. Like that's all, and even and even like that's the whole reason, like. For joining, um, I can't remember their school name, the Academy, whatever the heck it was called. We don't care um, at this point. We don't care. It doesn't matter. Voltron sucks. Um, so, like, Pidge, like, you know, everything Pidge does was in greater service of finding her family. That's what, that's what it's about. And then it's, so there are both, like, Pidge and Ridley are both self-serving characters. But it's interesting because Ridley, and I get really what Michelle was saying, is this, like, we think Ridley is, you know, quote unquote bad because that's how she's presented originally. But then she's not really because mm-hmm. we know Ridley's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. at the same time, she's not doing stuff that you would quote unquote say is ethical. But she's also she also exists and which is great. It's interesting now that she has the gauntlet because she exists outside of the rules that the glitch decks have. Like yeah. there are no ethics that she's bound to. Yeah, that, that's. I think, and I think it's just really exciting, like the place you leave off there and what we could do. And I think it's subversive character. a little bit to have the nerdy yeah. character kind of not not be the villain, but be this kind of rebellious character. She's like a free thinker. She's not just going along with like this popular company that everyone wants to work for because it's like, like the hot thing on the market. Expect, like in like normal in like you know a different show, Mitch would be this character. Mitch would be the. You know, like the rabble rouser or whatever. I can't believe I said that word out loud in 2020. <laughs> anyway. Um, but like, it's interesting that I think what, like, we've seen this character before, but I think they're using her differently here. Yeah. I think, I think potentially, yeah, I think that's interesting. Is rabble rouser the new gamer lingo? Is I don't want to talk about it. It's the okay. new Delaney lingo. I hate y'all. You know, they say, <laughs> they say griefer like so many a times lot. this season. They a lot. A lot. I I've already said what griefers griefer. are. What are griefers? Someone Delaney? who causes grief, right? Like, yeah. Oh, well, really? Oh, right, yes. Yeah, no, a griefer is like a high level player who like griefs lower level players, like steals their XP. Like Mitch is literally a griefer. Like he has the base yeah. definition of a griefer. Delaney, is griefer a common term for today's children? Okay. For, so this is the problem. I come from. And you are younger than us. So we're going to, we're going to default so to am, you here. I am younger. I am younger. Um, I will say I grew up playing world of Warcraft. Griefer is still very much a established term for like an MMORPG, which is what we talk about a lot in glitch text. Um, I would, I think like you know if you play Call of Duty you would still call yeah I think yeah based on what I know about Reddit people still say griefer <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah okay okay um the the, the problem with and I think a I lot will of people say the screen 
in like the middle of the season where they go pwned. That's that's dated. No one says that anymore. Yeah, but I appreciated that. So yeah, you appreciate that's, that's that. my that's my uh, that's age of language. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the the thing with the I think a lot of people find the gamer slang a little overwhelming with the show. They come at they come at you a lot with it. Um, and of course, the danger is that you know it's not it's it's older people writing it for the audience of of children and. Maybe but I will say the, the thing with gaming is that other than pwned, which it, mainly it's because it got adopted into like the greater lexicon yeah, of, yeah. of language. Um, like gaming is, I don't want it. Like, it's not that there, it's not that gaming hasn't changed, but like a lot of the terms people say have been around for like the entirety of gaming. Like, so that's one of those things that like, yeah, they come up with new terms sort of, but it, gaming is still very much like, like a lot of the, like a lot of like griefing and a lot of words that we use in gaming all come from like, the oldest of games and we it's and it's still used today like the lexicon of gaming doesn't change as much as one would think because we're still playing the same games they're just newer <laughs> nice nice okay yeah th- that that's good then but i know another, another factor with glitch checks is the show's been sitting like on nick servers for a little bit so it's even right. more it's exacerbated a, it's, a, it's, yeah, it's, it's actually a few years ago um yeah. But yeah, we agree. A lot of griefer. That was the big one. Yes. I feel like this is this season. Everyone's was... griefing. I will say that is probably one of the more approachable gaming words. Would be griefer. Interest. I was like not familiar with that word actually before glitch. Decks. I was not either. I didn't. I had See, not heard of it. Well, and that's you know it's interesting because again, like this show definitely appeals to one. Like this show would appeal to my dad because I mean my dad's who got me and my brother into play into gaming. So this show would appeal to my dad a lot because he knows everything they're talking about. So it's one of those, I think it's kind of like one of those shows that it like not only appeals to children, but also that older generation who understands what they're talking about. But again, it's gaming. So I understand like the kind of the gamble you're taking yeah. when you make like a show with this very specific demographic. But at the same time, though, it's brightly colored and super exciting. And like, even if, I mean, Michelle likes it and she doesn't know anything about yeah. any sort of video game she ever. So. Some, some yeah, Let's Plays, like right? Like, Michelle I knows, mean, yeah, like, but people don't say words like this in the Let's Plays I watch. They would have you watch, Michelle, would you watch M- Mitch's life. Let's Play YouTube channel? I would love that. Yeah. I mean, Mitch, like, <laughs> what an evolution he's had. I really want to know why he's so jaded now. Plus, he has new hair, which you have also pointed out that he's. The fact that he made like YouTube like tutorials is like yeah, the funniest thing to me. I really so enjoyed that a lot. It was adorable. Yeah, yeah it, could, it could have been Twitch a little bit too that they're good. They didn't. Say I think YouTube. it was Twitch. I think that's what they were. His, his siblings, I think, are definitely on. Twitch. Oh yeah, well they talked, yeah. to, which is funny because they did they they were they did Twitch but with VR at the same time. Yes. Yeah, that's the future. Twitch. Yeah, the Twitch, future. Twitch VR. Uh, charfed. How about that, Delaney? That is uh, literally, I've never heard that. I think I've never heard that either. I, never, I think I've that never was heard just something they made up. I have no idea what that means. No, I mean, it has a uh, dec- it has a definition. Um, what is the to, definition? Yeah, to, what is to, it? To wound someone. Why don't they just say wound someone then? Why do <laughs> I will say I've heard other <laughs> words, but I've never heard charfed. So that's I've an interesting, like. Okay, I'm, seeing di- I'm, I'm seeing different definitions. Okay, I'm not going to read the Urban Dictionary. Definitely. It's okay. probably not good. Um, so yeah, that, I wrote that one down. And then we got the boosh. I love all the booshing. This boosh season. is good. That's just boosh Mitch's catchphrase. I, That's not yeah, a real I just thing. Right? Boosh is good. Okay, yeah. It's just uh, I, 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 this season drilled in that. That's Mitch's catchphrase. So yes. now I know that we got that. Okay, uh, so that's a. I don't know what we're talking about. Uh, Ridley, but yeah, Ridley's great. We can come back to Ridley if she comes up. But um, we, we I, and I, I think uh, Dan's been tweeting and said Ridley was in a few episodes of the, the ones they wrote. 
Um, and so, yeah, be, uh, we hope we can see the future. Ridley save glitch text. Characters. Save glitch text. Whatever the hashtag is. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag save glitch text. Yeah, very yeah, straightforward. Can... Just say that. <laughs> yeah. What about, okay, we're talking about Mitch. We can talk about Mitch. Uh, yeah. Okay, Michelle, you've you've already said a lot about Mitch, but keep keep going. What's uh, what could see for me? This is like my type of character. So, oh my God. the mean well, what, girl. Yeah. But what is it about Mitch to you that speaks to you when other mean, mean girls or boys might not uh, speak to you? Well, I want to like probably, like Mitch absolutely is a mean girl, and I mean boy because being a mean girl is just like a state of being, not yeah, tied to exactly. gender. Exactly. Yeah, mean girl is just a state of mind. <laughs> like he he's like so stylish and so snooty, and like he just honestly just doesn't know how to have good friends, and that's always gonna be my character. Like that's Jamak. Like in a weird <laughs> twist, way, it's probably is a mean girl, like Jasper. Correct. It's like so. It, it's Bernard from Craig of the Creek. Like, it's I that love Bernard. Person, it's that prickly character who's like honestly like very smart and very capable, and in another universe would be like the hero, but they like really haven't figured out how to work with other people, and that's their one ultimate flaw. But it's a big flaw, and they have yet to overcome it, and that's what makes them like so empathizable because you're like oh you're doing dumb stuff but i still love you because this humanizes you and you have this terribly dumb weakness compared to it always being the main protagonist's greatest strength and somehow you just cannot figure out how to get it yourself it's always good i like that point you make that they could be the main character but they can't be because they won't work with people he is the high score he should be the main character right well, and then Mitch, even several times, he's like, oh, they don't need me. They're going to do it with yeah. the power of friendship and all this stuff, which, and like, he's clearly very, and, but the thing is, Mitch wants friends. Like, he wants people oh, to like him. Absolutely does. So I think it's interesting, like, how Mitch and his relationship with Miko and Five has evolved. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I, that's, like, that's part of, like, what being a mean girl is, too, because, like, you you outperform everyone to prove that you're worth like admiring and being a friend, but you like mistake admiration as friendship as equally important. And so you're always left empty inside because you always perform the best and everyone looks up to you or they hate you, which is kind of a compliment. If Michelle, you're- are you a mean girl? No, I don't have that energy. I wish I did. <laughs> that's why I like Mitch. That's what he aspires like, to. It. It's like, he assumes that like, because he's the best, that that means he'll be, like loved the most but those are not the same thing and so he keeps being thwarted and and like i think he like he knows why but he hasn't really addressed it on like a conscious level and that's entirely what's been holding him back from being his best self but i love to see the struggle the struggle is what i'm here for i don't want to reach it till season 25 like honestly give me more stuff (laughs) well it's like well it's really sweet like when we get to see his family yeah, and and they just want to spend time with him and they're like, well, it's because we need you. And then he's like, I guess I've been spending too much time at work. And so it's, I think we're, we're very slow, like softening of Mitch. Yeah. yeah. Like his hair. He's so resistant to sharing anything about himself, which like normally is a healthy way to like get to know someone. Just you share facts. But like, that's like part of why it's so funny that like, that's what he really wants. But he, he actively fights anyone knowing him or getting close to him at all. Like more than most people in this show. And like, that's like the absurdity of it. That's why it's so funny to watch him. Gotta let people in, Mitch. Yeah. Um, well, it makes you wonder too, because of how little we know about Mitch. Like, you know, maybe something, another thing happened. Like, because I mean, they talk about that too. Like, they're like, man, what happened to him? Like, between like his, you know, let's play videos to now. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we don't really ever get the full the full picture of that. I'm worried his cat died, and it made him so sad. Oh, he just no. became- why do you gotta talk about that? Don't talk about Mrs. Boosh like that. Shut up. I mean, I don't want that to happen to Mrs. Boosh, but like, I feel like the cat's a plot point now. So Is Boosh come from the cat's name, or does the cat's really name come from the catchphrase? Oh. I like to think that's how he honors her memory by just saying oh, Boosh when he wins. Boosh. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that yeah, he's, he's part of the Furious Four with his siblings, um, and he was also separately has his FTW persona yeah yes i find it so lame that he was ftw it's like so no it's extremely it's he was like an outdated term yeah he's he's i see i see mitch's definitely see mitch's like a mean girl but those other characters michelle listed i don't like think as much of it but I, i see the connection so it's interesting like what's the distinction i'm not so sure but um, at the very least, he serves this like mean girl type role Absolutely. in terms of like they're kind of like at work slash school opposing the protagonists, um, like uh, giving them being a, giving them grief, being a griefer. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, no, I think Mitch was definitely a star of this season uh, and uh, it was always so fabulous. That, I'm not was... over his new hair. It looks know, so good on so him. Good. I'm like shook. He's like he's at least reached his style peak, if not his like character peak. And I'm like, OK, with that, like. I think the he hair's can be great. Even more stylish. Oh like, my god, what do you if, think? What if? <laughs> well, I'm kind of upset everyone got a new outfit change except Five and Miko. I was like, oh. come on, please, please. They have good Maybe outfits. It's but... Maybe it's coming. Yeah, okay. Well, so I mean, we... if it, if more happens, then it's coming. <laughs> We love, we love to miss. We love outfits change. Okay, I think the next pe- the character people are excited to talk, but we can get back to five and Miko in a, in a second. But uh, Zara, uh, yes, goes from being in like one or two episodes last season to like I think half the episodes this season. They know what they're yeah. doing. They <laughs> know who we like. Big <laughs> Zara Delaney. season. Delaney, you're Zara fangirl. What yes. uh, what's what was you? What'd you love about her this season? Zara's just great, number one. And then, like, the fact that she got to speak. Also, she's so sassy. It's amazing. Like, she, like, my favorite, one of my favorite things Zara does is she films five, like, tearing into Mitch. Like, that is so funny. And she's like, BRB, I have to go send this to everyone I know, (laughs) which is great. And I don't know, like, one, like, I just never even occurred to me to ship Zara in five. And then Zara's like, I have a crush. And I was like, I ship it, do it. Go. You're, in, you're instantly you're into, into it. it. I'm super into it. Like oh, I want Zara to be happy. I'm, I'm any, into it. I'm into it too. Anytime you ship a hetero ship, I'm always just like, I need you're all surprised. the information from all. <laughs> right? Like I don't yeah. not normally about it, but I'm really like it's adorable. <laughs> and Zara is like so like flushed. Like she's just so embarrassed about it. It's amazing. And Zara's just a great character. Like she's just very like. I don't know. She's she is that no nonsense character, but then she's also really fun. Like, yeah, she has some really fun lines. And then and then everyone in the Bud episode was just the best. Like, yes. I think Bud might be my favorite episode, even though that it was, was stupid. Fun. And I knew every single thing that was happening the whole time. <laughs> it was amazing. Like every time we were like, oh, my God, they're going to give a hat to Bit. They're going to give a hat to Bit. And then we're like, oh, my God, Zara is going to get a hat. Like we were just like, when's it happening? <laughs> like, it was so good. Yeah, I definitely think that's a really good one too. The hat um, gag is like A plus. <laughs> it it definitely starts off with like we need a visual thing to how to differentiate yeah, it for the audience. And, and, and it's like we'll so just make funny. it as blatant as possible for oh, comedic effect. Yeah, it's really good. Um yeah, that that revealing it there. It's uh, very it's shocking, but uh, it's uh You know, I mean I was like, ooh, Zara likes five, and then she's like, I like and I'm like, girl, like yeah. calm down. Like I wasn't ready. I was like, I'm proud of her though. Good for her. 
Yeah, no, I she... love that she like phrased the like pr- like kind of prodding Nico as like partner and yes. not like boyfriend girlfriend. I'm just like, yo, this is the future I want to see. Also, every time she fights, she either has a sniper rifle or the biggest gun on earth. So like, <laughs> she's tough. Really she's very. Oh, I really tough. like. I really like the silent bond scene also. Yeah, yeah that's really good. With the green haired girl. So yeah, with good. Was, uh, Simi. Simi, I think. Yeah. Simi, yeah. Who me and my wife decided is a lesbian. Yeah, I mean, she absolutely is. She's my second favorite <laughs> like, random character. Yeah. And, they, and, they, and I like that they were like, instead of making up a new character, what if we just send her to Daphne? Was she in this first scene? I don't remember. Yes, her. she's one. So here's the thing. It, what did she, she do? Is, she No, she's just one of the background. She's just a background model. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, and the only reason we paid attention is because me and my wife were like, she's a lesbian. And so, like, <laughs> oh, so you decided this before she yeah, was in yeah. the episode. Yeah, just based on the seven. hair, you can tell. Yeah, you could just tell. The hair. And then she was like in different episodes on their team. And then they were like, oh, you transferred to Dabney. And it was like, LOL. I like that they were like, let's just reuse her character model. It doesn't matter. I, I do like randomly placing significance onto the repeated background character model. No, I really enjoyed it. It was yeah. great. Uh, she's voiced by Felicia Day, who uh, is, writes on the show. Wow. Uh, Felicia show. writes on the show? All of these? She's like, wow. think this is a con- writing consultant. Though. But yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, Felicia and Ashley Birch, I think, pretty influential to the modern gaming culture they're presenting, among others. That's actually stuff. a really good point. Wow, yeah. Yeah, I think that, yeah. Uh, the what were we talking? Oh, we're talking about Zara. Yeah, okay. So obviously, like uh, a big thing with with Zara is that she's a hijabi, um, a person a person wearing a hijab, and uh, this is. I think she's the most prominent, for sure, the most prominent hijabi in any uh, show that we've talked about. Yes, um, and it's yeah. representation. I think a lot of people have been dying to see. Well, it's and, great because we just saw her in the back room. Like, yes, the show has a character and then now she's like actually a, a character, character. we're like yes yeah yeah and, and she was like you know a, a one of the speaking side characters last season and she had an episode where she was decently prominent and now she's just like part of a regular team now and, and she you definitely like uh both because she's like a really fun and interesting character and because she's unique to any like type of person in terms of her being a jobby like that we've seen like she absolutely should be a, a prominent part of the cast moving forward and bringing in this, this element of crushing on five. Like it's, a, I think that it's is great. further making her yeah. distinct. I've never seen in a des- even in a show like this, a hijabi person, like being like uh, having a crush on someone like that, like that is like revolutionary in its own right. You know, like it, it's like uh, we're used to seeing the same typical types of like main character boys and girls being the ones with crushes on, you know? So I think it's like yeah. really exciting when it's not those types of people. Um, and uh, th- th- in general, glitch techs, uh, incredibly diverse show um in a in a way which is like it showcases a lot of different types of uh, people a lot of different ethnicities of people mm-hmm. um and they and... definitely sidelined their white characters which is yes! good other than phil it's, it's honestly but exciting. phil's hilarious phil's just like in so the background too he's just like he pops in when they like break the rules slightly too yeah. much and then he goes away again yeah you just got berg bergy and nicks who are like pretty pretty yeah. background characters yeah. yeah well and then berg's a disaster berg's yeah. is the kyle of this show hands down he is yes. but yes. Uh, he's I, I, he's good like uh he's a lot of, a lot of fun potential with i think oh bergy's fun like i'm always like what horrible thing is gonna happen to bergy <laughs> Um, yeah, no, but it, like you, you, uh, you have, uh, the, the main two characters, like ha- displaying different types of people from like all these different types of people as the, in the side characters too, like just a lot of different racial diversity. Um, you got you know, Mitch is black. Um, although like the one thing I'd like to see is like other black characters, I think on yes. the show. Um, that's what sure. seeing his family was so excited. Yes, She's like, yes. yes. 
Yay! They're all together. I know, and, and all of them voiced by black actors. That was really good. They're, they're, good uh, That's his, very his, good. His sister is was uh, Chidi's girlfriend in, uh, the, oh in Australia. Oh my gosh, that was yeah. her. Yeah, oh yeah. man, that's really uh, that was that's excited. I saw. Um, but yeah, so that's like it's glitch text, like uh, just really fun, like inclusive show. Like, I mean, what 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 more do we want, right? Like with incredible animation, like that. It's I think the appeal is pretty. Just give us a there. gay, but it's Nickelodeon, <laughs> right? so I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, we got the first. The, this crush on five is the first right. romance thing, right? We've ever well, my had, thing right? is, it's funny because Nickelodeon like technically like paved the way for us to have gays, that's and then like, and then it's like. Nick, where are the rest of the yeah, games? Yeah, also, need to recatch Let them out. Now. Yeah. And if, you, if you're tracking, like, this show would, would have been written before the other shows that came right. recently that had bigger progress. So this is from an era slightly earlier. Right. It's like a difference of a year, but, like, that makes a huge difference in terms of queer representation. Yes. Um, so so yeah, maybe if, if Glitchtech's got greenlit again, we could see see that into in the future apparently simmy is who you guys are calling uh, she's gay so cute. i just i love that she like also has a very like tough gal energy about her like she's very competitive she's very capable and she's just like strong you know it's just it's strong. good and i, I love it. Thing that really really impressed on me this season is how much they focus on miko's feet and like Miko's body model is very different from a mm-hmm. lot of like one a lot of characters in the show, and then period a lot of very different from characters in any other show. Like, like her, you don't see her body type a lot. Yeah, she's just not like a twig like yeah. a lot of animated characters. And then like I'm sorry, she can probably like break your neck if she stepped no, on you. Like Miko's like let's go. <laughs> like, so like watching her dance, I was like she's gonna like hurt me. Like. <laughs> You probably like kick your spine out of your body. She probably yeah. is like in the shape of her life just from gaming. That's true. Yeah, she like does, definitely doesn't try to be like, but she just naturally she just, just is gaming all the time. Yeah. How do you think she got her calves? It's from doing DDR, right? Yeah, yeah apparently she just did DDR like constantly when she moved there. Yeah, yeah so maybe which I, I like. They out. took DDR into a Rock'em like they they took Rock'em Sock'em Robots, Mortal Kombat, and DDR, and they were like, let's make this game. It seemed fun, yeah. But briefly, to, how does the arcade like element of this, like a, a show hold up now? Like that's like a big uh, display of gaming as they go to an arcade. Yeah, I think, so, it's, I think it's funny because like they literally do gaming as a job, but they also have gaming as a way to blow off steam. Yes, <laughs> that's the like, only activity. In this I wasn't I like so so this appeals to me as the child I once was. Like it's always fun when you watch a show and there's like a place characters hang out like that to me that is a really important like mythology like it doesn't make sense in certain shows like where was she where were they gonna hang out nowhere and then like you know it's like when you have like when you have that modern setting and like they can and they're not like fighting an intergalactic war they have like somewhere to go hang out so i like that it's this like horrible pizza arcade that is actually five nights at freddy's which is what that entire episode was by the way um, yeah, I think that's a separate. I think it's a separate arcade, actually. I, but, I got a gaming reference besides the DDR was the Fred, the Five Nights at Freddy's episode, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Episode. Finally, yes. I understand how normal intense. people watching the show feel. It's like I get okay. all of these. References. Which is Michelle, really you got funny. that. I don't, I don't. I'm not familiar, so you got that. I didn't get that. You didn't get like, Five Nights at I know, when they switched to the yeah. when they switched to the yeah. camera. I was like, I can't handle this. <laughs> duck like she pronouns i was like oh my god this is straight up five nights at freddy's it's literally like, five nights at freddy's when, when is so five nights at freddy's is a horror game literally set in like this 
like animatronic it's pizza parlor. But yeah, scarier. it's Chuck E. Cheese, and you're a security yeah. guard, and at night the robots come alive, and you have to not, you have to survive the night. Yeah, and they're trying and to you kill can, you. You can't leave your station, and you can only use cameras to figure out when to close the doors because they're a timer. So it's all like precision based, which is why it's so stressful. Because the robots are going to kill you. Yeah, and yeah. they move around as you're clicking cameras. So even if you checked the camera five seconds ago, it might actually like be moving now. So you constantly just Which, like, funnily enough this game yeah. is really popular with children it is and there's like merchandise now a hot topic i don't understand like i'm shocked and these are scary like these i wouldn't want one of these plushes this game is scary the children are like i love it yeah probably the like second episode to specifically reference something along with the castlevania episode right? yeah oh yeah that's, that's why pr- it's like one of the best ones because that was one of my favorites from last time. Yeah, I think that's probably still my favorite episode of the show. I just really like that Castlevania episode. Um, well, we did get some more. You were talking about the arcade. Like, obviously, there aren't really... And sadly, there aren't really arcades like this anymore. And um, and we're kind of moving more into everything's, like, online. And so it's. I do like that we get more of the console gaming in this season. Like, they hang... Which, it's really funny that, like... So they can either go to the arcade or they can hang out in the deep recesses of Glitch Tech's headquarters and just play video games because that makes sense um this this show like like there's like a little like 10 year old inside of me who is like really excited about this show <laughs> like me and my brother would have pretended to be glitch techs yeah Aww. we used to be power rangers and we were also the teen titans of course Interesting combination, yeah. Uh, it's 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 good. Um, yeah, we're oh, we're in Zara Zara before. Okay, I don't know, but um, yeah, it's yeah, we we love Zara. By the way, um, Hanish uh, was I think presented as kind of equal character to Zara season one. Definitely didn't get as much of him right. this yeah. season. Still really cool to see a prominent Indian character like that. Um, apparently he was he's gonna be in was gonna be in a few episodes of the next one too. Um, we so. gotta get those episodes. They're definitely building like I something I wasn't anticipating as much was like in the first part of the season, well, when I, uh, for season one I should say, is we have more of this like it's just about Miko and Five, but then now we've really built the group like the whole yeah. like entourage, which I really appreciate, which I wasn't anticipating with the show. So I really like also who doesn't like watching a show about like a team of kids? It's literally like the best. Like it's. It's so good. I eat it like candy. I'm like, yes, we're on I a mean, superhero team. Teen Titans, yeah, there yeah, and Power that. Rangers, and Power Rangers. Good <laughs> stuff. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're I had one good. of those like before VR was like really VR. I had one of those helmets, and it was like terrible. But when you put it on, you would show you like Power Ranger villains, and it came with gloves, Ooh. and I could like fight. Like I could be the Red Ranger and like punch enemies. <laughs> Yes, like Delaney. Nice, nice. Okay, yeah. And speak, uh, the, the, yeah, the team, and we've, we've not talked about uh, Five and Miko as much, and of course the <laughs> main, Latino and Asian main characters. Um, and uh, I think here's, here's something I just thought of during the podcast. Uh, Miko, we got all of her family and sibling episodes last batch and zero yeah. this batch. Yes, yeah. and so then we get all of Five's backstory, like in the yes. Yeah. Can we season. talk about Five's dad? Because like this is like it, it occurred to me seeing like him have like kind of a relatively pleasant conversation with his dad in jail. That like we we never have jailed prison parents either. They leave their family and are never spoken of again or they died and that's the only two options we usually yeah. have i was so shook that this was presented so 
like holistically like it's it's kind of also groundbreaking in a way yeah that's that's interesting and I, and he's presented he's like oh he didn't make the best choices but he still did a lot of good you know like yeah. i want i think this is a character it's complicated and also this is a character you know if we do the full hanobi's evil thing that totally could be like mm-hmm. a big figure i think yeah it's break like, him out of jail and he could hack him. into yeah. i don't know if we can break him out of jail but perhaps no we could yeah, do that i think we can run into the wall and then he <laughs> yeah, that's all it takes wall. right Go home. well that is something like i think it's really interesting and like this isn't we're really kind of going the entire technology route, not just video games. Like the fact that we've like, you know, talking about hacking and like, I think they're covering it in a really interesting way. Yeah. I think it's been a little subtle, um, which is, is, you know, it's, it's good. We're primarily having fun and stuff, but they're bringing up these topics. I well, and they focus. And that's what I really like about the show is like, you know, sometimes we watch a show and, and you know, there's gotta be lessons in them and you're like kind of irritated about it. But what I like about glitch techs, is that you think you know what the lesson is and there's a really obvious lesson, but then they always turn it into a much more personal lesson. Like, you know, in this case, this wasn't about like, this is about five misses his dad and that, you know, and that's his dad's in jail and that sucks. But, you know, it's more like he can still enjoy, like his dad still wants him to enjoy the things that they used to enjoy together. And like, you know, that, like that kind of stuff. And then also like, this whole like, oh yeah, Miko's the birthday ruiner and they have to get over that. But it's more about, you know, that's not really what mattered to five. It was more like he never got to have the birth. He didn't get to have that experience. And then also realizing that that was also not like, you know, someone else, you know, it wasn't, you know, it was scary. So I think it's, we do a lot of like flipping perspectives in a lot, uh, in a lot of interesting ways when kind of these quote unquote lessons in these episodes. And that's something I really think Glitch Text does a really good job about is that it's not always that super obvious lesson and they always make it really personal, which I think is why it's so effective. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. the fact that it's personal is like a big part of why it works. And also just like, I just love that like Five and Miko's relationship feels so genuine because a lot of times I feel like fight like he, he even like says this he's like wow like, i can't believe i'm getting so like excited like i'm usually like the really like grounded of the t- two of us but like miko has a couple moments where she really is just like so invested in something either she's worried that like she she feels like regret for doing something in the past or she's like really worried about seeming too weird or she's like too invested in a video game and the way five is able to kind of like help her get through that is to always like reaffirm his trust and faith in her as a friend and how that's way more important to him than like these, these doubts she has about herself. And I feel like on a personal level, like, yeah, if there's like a moral there, that's one thing, but reinforcing just like that he's there to support and trust and be her friend is like, it, it like really works though. Like it, it really does resolve that kind of tension in a believable way. Cause you just make it about them and their connection. Well, and you think, and you think they're going the, well, it doesn't matter if she's a glitch. Like it's really interesting. Yeah. That if the argument isn't that she's not a glitch. It's, it doesn't matter if she is a glitch. Mm-hmm. That's not the problem. That's not the real yeah. issue. So like, yeah. I think they do a really good job of like approaching these difficult topics and they don't just do the like kid friendly, like solution. They actually kind <laughs> of like get into it a little bit more and it's about the characters, which is why I think mm-hmm. all of this character development is so believable and why it's so great that we're having, we're having more Zara moments. And then they also lampoon <laughs> the fact that Nyx doesn't exist and they like start bringing him in more. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, no, I, I love uh, that Delaney and I love the, the talk of their, their bonds and how that plays into the, the lessons that they're learning. And I do think the Miko and Fives bond is a really str- big strength of the show, but also just like what, well, yeah, what you said, I feel like you, I didn't think of it like this, but I think you've tapped into a big strength of the show with this, this lessons thing, because I think a lot of other shows in their first seasons have these moral, moralistic episodes where it's like this character learns this lesson and it's not inherently bad. It just a lot of times feels very obvious and blatant to me that that's what the episode is. Mm-hmm. And zero glitch text episodes feel like that for me like actually none like i think they integrate each episode kind of does have a character learning something i mean there's episode seven which is like five shouldn't be lying but it doesn't feel like it's like oh i learned my lesson not to lie you know it's like presented so much more interestingly um i think that i think that's a big thing in how the show compares favorably to some other really good shows actually well and they're not simple problems which i think is another issue with shows that like do this kind of thing is that it's a simple problem with a simple solution. But in this case, it's the problem's not, it, it's not just that, you know, when he did it, he felt bad. Like five was like, I shouldn't have done this. And then like, there's also that Mitch like covering for him. And yeah, then, there's that element too, which makes it really interesting. And then Mitch was even going to take the fall for him mm-hmm. for it. And so it's really interesting, like how all of this plays out. Yeah. I, I, I re- yeah, really like that point. I think that's a, a definitely tapping into a big reason why Glitch Text is successful. And, and also each episode is like a lot, so a lot of other things going on too. And, you know, these are 22-minute episodes, script-driven episodes that um, I think take advantage of that format and, and bring in a lot of different elements. Well, it's um, kind of like Owl House. Like, yeah. like, you know, we've gone through a period, a significantly long period, I would say, you know, in like animation where we have these shorter form episodes like the 11 minute episodes and series, you have a lot more, you have quote unquote, a lot more episodes, but you're not necessarily working with more content. I don't know. Like you have like, you know, there is so much filler in Steven universe so much. And, and there's a lot of, you know, and th- those shows have different pacing. They have to, because the episodes are 11 minutes, but then kind of going back to the quote unquote, traditional animation of 22 minutes. That's kind of interesting how it's such a, relief but then also taking those lessons from the 11 minute like the glitch checks i would say is very fast paced a lot happens Mm -hmm. in 22 minutes the owl house is the same way a lot happens in 22 minutes but then you also like but we're not just sacrificing pacing you know it's not like oh we just have a bunch of stuff happen we have really important character moments which that's another strength of the owl house that is similar to glitch checks is like the strength of characters like this what you're saying the script driven the you know the the dialogue the character driven yeah. moments that both of these shows have yeah i think, Mi- I think mystic mysticon similarly fast paced that we yeah. really loved about no I, I mean i think half of the owl house episodes do feel a little bit moralistic to me and i think glitch zero glitch checks episodes do right like, I, i'm impressed and i feel like uh, half of the owl house episodes feel less important than the other half that happens for every right. show but glitch checks each of these episodes in their own way has at least something like the ralphie bear episode to me didn't was more on the quote unquote filler side, but I took away a lot about five and Nico's bond from that episode. Like I think each right. episode does have a really significant uh, component to it and feels substantial. Maybe an exception is the clip show episode. How about that episode? What do we, I will say. We... So I want to say something about the clip show. So yeah. Go I've, at this point, I'm a bit experienced in clip shows and yes. I would say this is probably the best clip show I've seen. And again, the bar for clip shows is underground. But <laughs> are you saying this is better than Stormy Weather Two, Delaney, and Miraculous Ladybug? How dare you? Oh my I god! I would see it, and I still agree with that. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> Stormy no, Weather sounds. Rem- Remembrances and Cora is a good clip show. Okay, episode. I will say Remembrances oh, and Cora is a good clip show. But what I like about this clip show 
is they do some things I haven't seen in clip shows before. So like one, this episode is very aware that it's a clip show, which is good. The self-awareness is important. Yes. Yes. And granted, they also have a little bit of a plot in there that is really important. Like usually clip shows, it's like, okay, this is a garbage episode. We're just going to be garbage start to finish. But the clip show, the clip show is a distraction from the really important plot that's happening, which is about Miko being a glitch. And so I think, we do, and then, but then also, there are some clip shows try too hard to be funny, and they end up not being funny. Now, yeah. remember, I mean, I, I think that happens in because it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, this episode, like, I don't know. Granted, it depends on there's how. There's a like, fart section. I'm sorry, a... the fart section is hilarious. <laughs> I, I, at first, I was like, so I had like so much funny. revulsion, but like halfway through, I was like, oh, actually, this is okay. kind of great. Will, the there's a, all the characters well start meowing. Yes, section. The meowing, the meowing section was great too. That's something okay. that I really like is that they took the clips. One, it works well in the Glitch Text Universe, this clip show, is that they have the clip show, but then they're able to edit it, which I think is funny. Like, that was really funny. And then, granted, I always watch Netflix with subtitles on, and I want you to know that the descriptions for the fart sounds are the funniest thing ever. Like, definitely, like, you have to watch it with the, the, the subtitles on, because it's hysterical. Like, the, the descriptions for the fart sounds are so funny. But... That's just, I think they did a good job of like introducing some variety into the clip show. I will say what was frustrating about the clip show is that we binge watched it because it's Netflix, which obviously is not how this was intended to be watched. But at the same time, like they were all from the previous episodes. There was very little from the first like from the first 10 episodes, which is what you would expect in a clip show. So it was kind of like. It would have been better if we hadn't literally just watched all those episodes because they literally a like lot, the a lot that just, just happened. Like yeah. the majority yeah. of the clips were like just happened. Granted, yeah. it's odd also to have a clip show this early on, but I'm not shocked given that Nick eventually like I mean Nick never aired this, and so I don't know. It, maybe it was a budget issue, which is usually the case for clip shows. Well, yeah, we know for, we know from uh, the transparency of Brian Konitzko that the remembrances in Cora was because of budget issues. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, that would be my first guess. Would be right. that Nick started giving them less and less money early on, and so like maybe they they felt like they had to do an episode like this. I really like the sitcom opening. Is the one the sitcom the opening is amazing. That was, that was like the one. Other, I just I guess I just don't like clip shows. I like couldn't pal. To be fair, of, you're not this. so late. Clip shows suck. Like, they just suck. Like, the way to make it good is to play on that. Yeah, that everyone hates clip shows. Okay, now that we know that, let's do something interesting. Which is it, why yeah. I thought this was funny. Like, Remembrances, one, like, the, the clip show works in Glitch Text because they were able to do something fun with it. You were never going to be able to make a clip show work in The Legend of Korra, which is why it's so unfortunate <laughs> it's that more it in line with It's more in line with this show, yeah. No, and I do yeah. think I do think the framing, like, the most subversive thing to do is to frame it around something actually very significant. And the, the like, I the, know two, th- the two, three minutes of actual additional animation they do well, for this episode is... all the gay is, stuff is, they had done until the finale. Like, who would have thought the clip show would have given us all that? It's, it's, uh, and it, you know, posits that Miko might be, uh, it might be a glitch. Maybe that explains why she can't be memory wipes as the first And especially reintroducing Inspector Seven, who we know is interested in Miko. That's true, too. Yes. We, and that was from like episode two and an ominous ending to that was the previous ominous Hanobi ending right. was at the end. And we haven't brought that back yet. So yeah, it, it's like, okay, we'll actually, we'll, and it, instead of writing this episode off, we'll actually make it one of the most important plot episodes of the season, which, okay, yeah, that's one way to do it, I think. Like, I think it's, 
like given one clip shows suck period full stop they're not good like it doesn't matter you could write the greatest clip show on earth and they suck like there's no but i think for a clip show this episode did really well because of the dumb stuff like i'm sorry the farting was hilarious because okay. it was mitch okay. <laughs> but then the cats like the like the the fact that they like they took the clips but they actually changed them uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a creative approach. Okay, quick quick hits on some last things. Um, the uh, I want to I want to bring up the intro again. It's not new, but here's uh, I don't know I don't think this is a hot take, but I this is the best opening we've ever covered on the podcast. The glitch text opening. Uh, it's not the best. I'm not saying the song, but the it's in an anime visually sense. Like the whole package visually the uh, the music plays into it visually. I mean, I think this is the best animation of any show. So, uh, but it's just incredible, incredible, overwhelming. The full stop. This this opening, I watch it every time easily. Oh yeah, uh, oh we have to watch it. It's so good. Yeah, we yeah. act. I actually really like the theme song. Now it's not Mysticon's level, but it's a good theme song. <laughs> no no theme song will ever go as hard as Mysticon's. I'm I gotta sorry. watch Mysticon's. I said that for like two years now, but I really been, do yeah, want you, to. I, how many, let's get the counter on times you've said that. Uh, no, the uh, I, I was just while before this podcast watching Brad Breek, uh, the composer, uh, how I made the Glitch Text theme song YouTube video on his YouTube channel. Oh, that. how convenient, Dylan. It's interesting, yeah. Now he's a, he's a composer. Of Gravity Falls, so it's very exciting him doing all the music. Which he also, also posted, the chip like, tune music in the show is great. Yes, yes. Uh, he posted all the like set the soundtrack on his YouTube page. So if Ooh. you want to like watch the listen to music from the season, um, the uh, the Dabney glitch text. Uh, we've talked to you, for some reason we've talked about Simi the most, but uh, we we have uh, <laughs> unknown. Maybe, that was maybe deservedly dumbest. so. Un- nameless, uh, yeah. Nameless oh, is uh, who we love. Name no. Uh, how about Jane Lynch randomly <laughs> being in the show? Oh yeah, Jane Lynch. Oh, Oh my so god, yes. Jane Lynch is way bigger of a name than anyone else in this voice cast, and it's a little jarring, I think, that she is, uh, for me Her character least. is extremely, like, understandable why it's true. But it feel, it's like, this is feels like it's written for Jane Lynch, yeah, like, <laughs> the Joan. Um, the, 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 the Introducing the Dabney glitch text, I think, is fun, and they come back uh, in the next episode, too. I like um, it. It's, again, that, it's, again, that world-building, like... You know, just like districts and like the fact that they work for a company, like they have a range. Yeah, expanding the world. We do also have Wes and Ray. I guess there are probably also additional black characters. So yes. I'd like to see them integrated more. Um, and uh, Nameless, you know. Nameless is funny. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, well, we need more <laughs> Nameless. Yes, I guess so. <laughs> and love- the super like, they were like the super anime superhero, like, like they would pose yeah, I love the the yeah, and then the shot, the combined shot at the end of that That's episode, good. the real glitch checks, and the, the real glitch checks with the kitty collector game in the beginning. It was um, literally Nicorette's me. It was great. I was so excited. Yeah. I don't know any cat collector games, but like, I want to check them all out now. Michelle, how did you not play Nicorette's me? If you that's like games I heard about rage. that. I yeah, it. I I, just, I don't know. I just oh, and I really it. like that. Like they like Mitch was like this is stupid, but then he was like, I look, it's impossible. I did everything. Mitch was like, it was free. It was free to play to start. So we had some yeah. commentary so on that. clearly uh, spent a bajillion play, dollars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love the animation of the, the like, 8-bit. Like, yes, it's the, so it was, good. It was really good. They just kind of, like, turn around and you see that they're completely flat. And it's so, it's so good. Yes, it's A+. Plus. Yeah. Really love that. Uh, we had Alpha coming back, finally. As we mentioned, that Alpha episode was one of the standouts from last season. My wife and I gasped. We're like, Alpha! <laughs> I know it was definitely meant to be like right before he came yeah, back. So it's like, sure. like five now has alpha at his disposal. He didn't really for most of the season, but like, come on now we don't get to see more of five with alpha. That's that sucks. Yeah. Yes. 
That's most of, but yeah, that was a great uh, component of episode eight too. You brought in the Dabney glitch decks and Alpha, um, and uh, the giant, just the giant robots fighting and everything. Yeah, the K- the use of the K-pop, those K-pop. Oh my god, so the K-pop, so good. I loved it. Um, what else we got on here? We, we covered all the the mysteries. Do we do we think do we think Miko is a glitch? No, is that, is that the no, explanation? she's a human. She's a human being. She's not a glitch. I, think I mean, I think we have a similar happened. mystery in Infinity Trade right now, uh, by the way. Don't spoil oh, me. I'm not caught up yet. Yeah, don't, okay. don't spoil it for Delaney. Okay. I mean, we don't I, know I the answer she's yet. she's definitely human. I think maybe she just has, like, this weird inherent power that's not explained. But I don't think she's, like, not human. That, she, that clip show episode she, seemed to imply one of them was a glitch. It seemed to imply that. Mm, I mean, I don't know I about just, that. I don't think she's maybe, a glitch, but like, there's something weird going lady, on. That sketchy, like, industry lady. Maybe she's a glitch. Like, that would check out to me. Because, like, if the higher ups are already sketchy, maybe a glitch is like part of why. Like, maybe a really smart glitch is like making decisions that actually will benefit the glitches long term, and they just don't know it yet. Well, I think it's more important is that she can't be reset, which is why I think she's of interest to Hanobi because, like, yes. It, I'm just She's curious. Impervious to them, and it, I mean, it makes sense. It's definitely one of those, like you know, it's like divergent. Like there's always that, you know, one person who like. Don't say Miko's divergent. Don't say that. But she is. She's divergent. <laughs> are there others like her? That would be interesting if I we would, had other I would, characters. I yeah. think you would have to assume that there are. Yeah, that's. I, I think it's one of the more interesting uh, the things, Renick, uh heading into any potential future episodes. And then, of course, Phil and. Oh, yeah, and then yeah, the last thing at the end, like in the, the, in the last episode, we see Phil, uh, we had a whole bit episode with Phil and Bit, and then uh, younger Phil saved Hanobi files that he stole, and then he, uh, before he got mind wiped, and so now older Phil is discovering them again. Dun, dun, dun. Hype. Good That's stuff. pretty hype. Yeah. I love the idea that Phil actually is, like, completely not sketchy, and he just forgot that, and he's gonna rehabilitate himself well, to I actually I also like good. that Phil is, like, seemingly incompetent, but he's not really... Yeah, I think that's like the gag with him is there's a little more behind. Also, it, it was but... really exciting to see him fight. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he put, he's put really on his, his suit a few times. Yeah, and, like, um, and my wife noticed that he's on the leaderboard, and I'm like, I didn't notice that. Isn't that like unfair for your boss to be, like, <laughs> with the employees? Is that when he was made? younger? Or is that current him? Current yeah. him was on the leaderboard because you know they kept showing the leaderboard with like Mitch yeah. and. So my wife was like, we know he's dead. I'm like, shut up. I'm so, like, because I was like, oh, look, it's Phil fighting. And she was like, he's on the leaderboard. I'm like, am I really getting like attitude watching this with you right now? <laughs> I feel it like that's always. Out. Yes. She might, for the record, my wife loves glitch checks. Yay. Yeah. Uh, the, any, any, any Hanobi theories? I mean, it's Amazon. They're super sketchy. You've said they're like five different companies. It's because they're all the same, Dylan. That's they, why yeah, they are. They are. It's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I want this show if it was to continue to go full. Hanobi is evil. Yeah, no, turn the evil. protagonist like on its head. To, we break into the main headquarters and learn like how deep yeah. this goes and like. Also, what's wrong with Hanobi? That like all their machines glitch. Like that's not normal. What's yeah, that weird brain back yeah, material yeah. you have in there? So much buggy software. And again, like relying on children to do your dirty work because they're like younger yes. and stupider. Like that's like also very like that's already like so much to question. Yeah, it could be you could completely turn the show on its head and have it be like a dystopian oh uh, evil corporation sure. show and they're fighting back. Jeez, against wouldn't it. that be great? 
That'd it would be also it. be on brand for this kind of like age of cartoons where we have like the first season and then the second season just gets dark. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, like it's so fun as is, you know, you got to keep yeah. some element of it. But, Which I don't um, think it could ever not be fun because the they could be rogue glitch decks and yeah, that could be fun too. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, hopefully we'll see in at some point in the future. So please support glitch checks, refer it to, to people, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Delaney, was there anything else from the season you wanted to bring up? No, I just really enjoyed this season. Like, and I just, I really hope we get more glitch checks. I'm tired of watching good shows that get canceled <laughs> by Nickelodeon. By Nickelodeon. Can you stop that? Yeah. Well, that's why we don't generally cover Nick shows. We're too jaded, but some shows are Aww. so good. They force us to, uh, to yeah. cover them like glitch checks. Yeah. We've been through too like much. Why don't you understand when you have something good in your hands? Like, why do you? Why are you like this? Now I they're like, we don't, like, we can't do want, it. Just hand they, it to Netflix. They want every show to be like Loud House or SpongeBob. They want to just have this incredible mass appeal so that it it's the most profitable thing. I think sometimes, like if you t- if you do something that's a little. You know, it's not, it's more niche because that's part of the charm. Like, inherently, more, some people just aren't going to watch it. Well, I, I mean, look at Owl House. Like, yeah, but okay, like, again, Owl movie. House has, like, Owl House is more like Steven in that it's found this really perfect balance of like being very widely accepted, but also being very, like, having what would be considered otherwise niche components to it. Well, yeah, it's um, gay witchcraft it, show. Everyone, like, I think, game show. I, it's not yeah, part. but it's just not that easy to lay. I like, <laughs> I don't, Michelle, I don't know. I, I feel like this could just be a wide appeal show, too. No, I think it's even more time, but I think there's also pressure of, like, it doesn't perform great immediately. That yeah, they're they, less they didn't give it. And then this show specifically, they didn't give it any time because they yeah. cut it off before it aired. It's, well, that's very They didn't give Nickelodeon. They, Nickelodeon didn't give this show a chance. Right. At least these. And that's why this is, like, the most important one. Like, we've talked about how, like, Nick sucked with the end of Avatar, with Korra, with Mysticons. At least those shows all had, like, chances you know yeah, this show, this show like, literally never really had a chance unless they do give it more episodes eventually but that would probably be by netflix's decree rather than yeah Nick. yeah um yeah very very that's what i'm talking okay. about like disney took a chance with the owl house and it's paying off but nickelodeon's like meh yeah i don't know i feel like this is like a perfect cartoon network show or something like nick i would agree with it, i but. definitely i definitely say this show would be right at home at cartoon network <sighs> okay uh michelle any <laughs> final thoughts uh i really enjoyed these episodes i think my top three episodes are yeah. three four and nine for sure i mean i was just shook we got like mitch so much and that we had a whole episode about his family like that's like literally feels like a personal gift to me and i'll take it and embrace it i just want more mitch all the time and I hope I hope they get to at least make those next ten episodes. Cause like, come on! If they're already boarded and voice acted, all you need is animate them. And animation is one of the few industries not really massively impacted by Rona right now. So like, why the heck not? It would be the like, perfect it's money time on the now, table. Yeah. yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, just, it just do it. It's so much easier. Yeah, that's my uh, pitch to to give them more money. Okay. <laughs> also, Michelle, it's the yeah. fact that they like they paid for twenty episodes and they were like throw them away. 
Like, what's wrong no, with yeah. you? No, it's uh, Nick, to, yeah, the sunk cost and uh, et cetera, and like them putting money into things they don't ultimately care about. They're not on the same page with themselves. Yeah, like we, we know this. <laughs> it's, oh, it's just uh, exhausting. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, speaking of like episode five, I want to highlight again to the second Ridley episode. There's like one, like one to two minute sequence where Ridley is like going on missions with them, which is just it's the, so good. the best animation I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like, crazy. Oh my God. It's crazy. Uh, oh, and then Mitch's big moment where he saves Ridley. Yes, that's yeah. a great moment for Mitch too. Yeah. And then and he's later using her mods. Oh, yeah. The mods, yeah, the mods too, and keeping track of that and stuff. Yeah, no, that, and that's a Mitch moment that nobody uh, nobody sees. He's not doing it for any reason. Or right. It's, it's, it's nice. Um, no, yeah, I really like Buds too, and the, the first episode. I, will, like, I think all the Ridley episodes are really good. I don't think Buds is the best episode, but it's my favorite episode. No, I actually it's, think it's, it's really, really good. It's really fun. No, it's Buds is, I just, I'm, it's just, it's not like the most so complex elements. episode. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, it all, I also was like wowed by the animation in, in Buds as well. So um, I think there's a lot there. Glitch Dex has like too much power. Like, I don't understand why this they show is so pretty. Power. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Their power level is high? Yeah. yeah. Oh my Their God. Their high score? Uh, okay. Uh, like its level is too high. I don't understand. Too high. Uh, overleveled? Yeah. Oh, God, Dylan. <laughs> and they talked about overclocking, which I was like, are you really going to overclock your gauntlets right now? <laughs> we love it okay well tell us what you thought of glitch tech season two um in the comment section anywhere um talk, you know encourage you to post on social media and stuff about the show and tell people about it um you can uh talk about it on our discord overlandmade.com slash discord we have a glitch text channel uh consider supporting us patreon.com slash overly animated thanks to our current patrons especially our Patron of the podcast, Maria, and thanks as always to our patron executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, Hugh, Michael, Needle, and Phonician. Um, stay subscribed to YouTube and the Glitch Tech channel in case there is more stuff coming. Nothing yeah. firm yet, but in case there is. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.